Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm Shane Barker, your host for the show. And today, Brett Helling is back with us to discuss how he grew his website traffic and revenue by acquiring other domains. And I was reading up on you a little bit, and this is the reason why I want to ask some of these questions, just about um, growing organic traffic from domain acquisitions, um, which, is, which is really interesting to me because I know that a lot of the, the sites that you've built and a lot of this, I mean, you can, you can tell that you, you, know, you go after a certain niche and you're able to, to crush it and be able to drive traffic and look at SEO and a number of different things. But I want to talk to you about your opinion on domain acquisitions and like, what is, for the people in the audience that don't know what domain acquisitions are, why don't you give us a quick little definition? So I have 13 websites and I have spent the past few years buying up, buying up domains, not just domains though, but everything on the domain. So I buy these websites that have traffic. The ideal website that I buy has traffic, it has keyword rankings and it has links. So if it's an authority in, the, in a, whatever niche it's in and it has a bunch of links to it, that's the hardest thing to do when building a website is links. So I just go after, you know, the sites that somebody's already done that. So that's allowed me to grow into a portfolio of 13 sites that now I'm laying the foundation by redesigning them, by re-optimizing them, by fixing all the technical errors but it's much easier to buy a site that already has traffic and links than it is to just start one from scratch. And so for example, I've bought five coffee websites recently and now they the makes good money on those. But the big thing I did was took all these coffee websites that were ranking for things and just combine them together. So now that site gets you know 100,000 people to it a month. And I was able to achieve that scale in a couple of weeks just by buying a bunch of coffee websites and merging them together. So, and I've been lucky enough to, to self-fund myself. I started small, but as you do that, you, it's kind of a snowball effect. And these sites just grow bigger and bigger. You have more money to play with. You can buy big, merge them together. And that's really how you can grow very quickly. So you get it. So I got some, I got some questions here. So how do you, for, so, and if you can tell us this awesome, if you can, I totally get it. Like, how do you find those sites? Is that something you go to like expired domains on Google and then you go and look and see if it has any page authority. And then you go look, see the backlink profiles. Like what's your, what's the strategy there? That's I'm actually building a scuba diving using that same strategy. You just uh, outlined using expired domains. I'm just trying it out. I've never really done it before, to be honest. But I'm trying. I'm building a scuba diving website around that, and so I can't really speak to that right now. It's an interesting yeah. concept, but it seems like something that is Google would catch on to that. Um, I I just look on Flippa. It's one of the largest. I think it actually is the largest uh, marketplace for um, websites in the world, and there's a couple others, um, Empire Flippers. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a few others, but they're smaller, but flip is the main one I, I look at. So, and it's funny. So I, I do some of the same stuff with the domain acquisition. So do you have like a sweet spot? I mean, obviously you're looking at, you know, are you looking for somebody that's they're just looking to get out of the business and there's a coffee website and it was mainly informational. They have some backlinks and you're like, this fits into your portfolio with your other four sites. Like what, I'm just kind of curious on that because 
I, I have purchased some domains as well um, for different reasons. And I'm just kind of curious as, you know, and Flip is one of the places that I look and obviously domain, you know, I mean, uh, Empire Flippers and there's some other ones out there that, you know, that will pa package them up. Is it like, do you, on these, on the coffee websites, did you go and say, hey, I'm going to spend 50 grand on, you know, whatever websites and you found the websites and you bought them together? Like what's, I'm just kind of curious there. Yeah, so I mainly look for keyword rankings and links. So there's a lot of other things you can look for, but I go after that model simply because it, it makes my life easier. So if I can buy a website that has links from, you know, entrepreneur.com, Forbes, Huffington Post, all these crazy hard to get domains, buy that and just take those links, then I would just go in and getting them from scratch. So that's really what I look for at the end of the day is the links. Mm. And gotcha. I, I bought Ridester back in the day. It was actually a peer-to-peer. -peer. I bought it for $42,000. I turned it into a, an affiliate site and it had links from Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc.com, all of these very, very hard to get domains. And I think that was part of how my site got so big so quickly. Hmm. Awesome. So that's, I mean, and that's the thing, and I'm with you. I, I just started reading some, uh, a book on once again, on buying existing businesses, because you talked about multiples and stuff like that, which is something that I'm really getting into right now, because I'm, you know, I like buying businesses myself. And, you know, so you got to look at the multiples and you buy something at, you know, two multiple and what can you do to get it to a three or four or five multiple. So um, we, we might be uh, probably touching base outside of this podcast too. I can, I, I can tell we're going to sure. have some synergies. You, you never know. I might move to Omaha or that's, that might be that big of a thing. That's, that's what I'm talking. That's the kind of friendship we're going to have my friend. It's yeah, going to be, there you go. There you yeah, go. <laughs> I, I don't go halfway. I go full in. I'm like six months, Omaha. Brett and I hanging out, buying domain names and buying domains and websites and businesses. So I love that. So Brett, before we move on to the next question, please allow me to pause our conversation for a minute and tell our listeners about the services my team and I provide. Guys, if you're listening to this and want to leverage digital marketing channels to grow your website traffic, targeted leads, and lead page conversions, we can help you do that effectively. You can visit my website, shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com to get more details about the services we provide. And now let's ask Brett, what's the downside of doing domain acquisitions? With the, um, I'm trying to think, so what, what's, the, what's the downside to doing domain acquisitions, right? To go in and buying these businesses from Flippa or from other websites. What, what's, what is, what's the upside? I mean, an upside obviously is backlinks and what you look at is keywords and like, you know, where is, where's the starting point? Are they indexing? And then what are, what are some things that people want to start doing this? What are things they should watch out for? Um, things that look unnatural. So if you buy a bunch of websites and merge them together, there's always the chance that Google might see that or the search engines, but Google is the big one we all care about. And they might see it as unnatural, like you're doing something, trying to gain the system. I walk kind of a fine line in doing that. And maybe if I do that, I might get hit with the penalty. I don't see why, because I'm doing everything very white hat. I don't do any mm -hmm. PBNs, black hat SEO, it's all white hat. And so there is the, the chance of that. Um, another thing is that you're only one Google algorithm away from an algorithm yeah. update away from getting your traffic destroyed. So if you, you know, spend a hundred grand on a website and they change their algorithm, well, you might be out that, especially if you buy it on, you know, margin or a loan or something like that, then you're underwater. I've seen that happen to some of my friends that I know in the space and it's, it's really uncomfortable to, and I really empathize for them when it goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That's go ahead. 
overall, I think if you're if you're pretty careful, it's it's a pretty safe strategy. Just it's just acquisitions. And then for you, um, and when you say that you you know you buy like like about the five coffee sites, is that and that's all self funded? You don't have loans out or anything, and this is all you just pay cash for them, and then they're yours. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. 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 Yeah. yeah I mean, that I've spent. I've spent years just really trying to, I've always wanted to get to this point, but I've spent years just self-funding myself and bootstrapping my way to never take on debt, never, you know, over leveraging myself. Cause the last thing I want to do is be underwater and lose it all. So that's something I just, I can't risk. Yeah. Gotcha. So you're, you're, you take some risk, but not a lot of risk. You're, I mean, well, you know, you're risk adverse, which of course we all want to be that. Um, but that's awesome. man. I think that's cool. It sounds like good things are happening there. And then I, I, what about your, I mean, what you're implementing, what about any kind of growth hacking strategy when it comes to the, the domain acquisition? So you talked about merging the sites. When you say merging sites, does that mean you have all four sites that are all informational about coffee? And then you're like, if they go to this article, then you're sending them to the main article, like a pillar piece of content on the main site. Or like, what do you mean by merging, by merging that, those, those sites? And so that it's a hundred thousand visitors, like what, what was your, what, what was a plan there for your, the, the growth hacking strategy? Um, what I do is I will take a website. Usually it's my core website. So in, in, for example, on the coffee sites, I had one that I wanted to really make it, um, make that the main website. And then I just take all the content from the other sites. I move it into the, that one main website. And then I 301 redirect it. So if you go to any of the old domains, any of the old pages on those domains, they redirect to the new content on the new site. Gotcha, gotcha. So what you did is you pretty much you go, you grab all the content from the sites, you kind of strip down the content, put on the new thing, and then you do a redirect to all of it, which makes sense. Like really, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Like you're just taking content was here that was indexing, put it on your main site, make that the mega site and push everything over there. Um, I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. I can't wait to, to see. And then you're monetizing the coffee site by what is it? Um, just more like a affiliate based stuff? What are you what are you doing there? So that one is a bit of a test as well. I, so I think, you know, I always try to think 10 years ahead of where I'm at now and really plan and make these huge, big, audacious goals. And then that keeps me driven to actually meet them. And I thought with the coffee site, I've always wanted to have a business and going and touring little coffee farms and eventually started import export business. And that, that would just be what I would do in retirement. Well, I found all these coffee sites and because of COVID, um, two things happened. One, Amazon cut their affiliate commissions. So yeah. people just started dumping these sites because they weren't making what they used to. And then two, um, some, you know, coffee type things like actual cafes and things closed down because of COVID. So then they sold some of their assets off. Some of them were websites. So I am planning on building a coffee company and manufacturing coffee based on the data I get from the websites. Cause I see what people are looking at, what they're buying on Amazon, all of these things. So then I can just take a product and make it around that data. I love it. Uh, you're reverse engineering it. You're looking at it and saying like, I, why go and make this X, Y, Z type of coffee when I can just look at the data and everybody's going after this and this is what I should be doing. So I love it. Yep, so you're, exactly. you're, it's data driven. So, I mean, it, that makes total sense to me, but what's funny is most people don't look at that. Your brain works very different. Than most, I, I will tell you that I've interviewed a lot of people and talked to a lot of people. You very much look at something and it, like you look at what your goal is, and then you reverse engineer it on what you're going to have to do. And I think it's very—I'm going to say unorthodox, just because I don't think because people don't think that way. But I think that's what makes it unique about what you're doing. 
is that you say, okay, you, you want to retire, which you don't, you look, how old are you? You look like you're young, bro. I'm like 30. How, I just turned 30. You're 30. So you're going to retire. And I mean, I don't, maybe you want to retire when you're younger, but let's say you retire when you're whatever, let's say 50, which is probably not going to happen. Probably going to be sooner than that, unless you're a crazy entrepreneur like me. And we'll just keep going until we die, which is probably what's going to happen. But that's what the, I'm yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, I'm going to die trying to retire. Um, yeah, it, it, that's what's interesting to me is that you, with the goal being the coffee thing, and you bought that now to invest, knowing that in four years, three years, two years, whatever that number is, that that thing will be up and going. Now you can go and start doing an import export because you already know you can drive traffic online because it's already happening. And then you can do a brick and mortar or do the distribution on however you're going to do with the coffee. So I love that. I think it's a, I think it's a good way to go. You, you build the foundation first. Most people will go and start a coffee company and then build a website. And then they have to go and try to get that going. You're looking at this thing going, I can get the coffee. That's not a problem. I can get a brick and mortar location. That's not a problem. It's the traffic online that I want to continuously have that, which will take the, which will make it so the traffic is there. And then I can always have those sales and then the brick and mortar or anything else is, or my distribution can be all done through there. So I love that, man. That's awesome. And that's kind of how, when I think of marketing, I think of it in, in, in the backwards way. And if I have a coffee company, like a website that my goal is to get it to a million users a month, um, we'll see if that happens. I, there's a lot of work to do on it still. But if I can do that, have that asset under my belt, then I can call up the coffee companies and just lead with that. It's like, why? that's why I wrote a book on the gig economy. So I can reach out to reporters and say, hey, I know my stuff it's an instant flag of credibility. And then it removes any doubt of like, who is this guy? It's like, okay, he owns this coffee company. It did really well, but the website does this. He has all these users. Then somebody in the marketing department is, if they turn it down, like a conversation with me, that that might be kind of foolish on their part. At least that's how I think about it. No, you're, yeah, it's, I mean, you're, you're building the, the a foundation. I mean, I, I did the same thing like with, you know, any speaking events that I would go to, I finally, you know, we go and write a book and the idea of writing the book isn't for sales. It's to show people like, Hey, I got to get this guy on stage because he wrote a book. So it's like that instant credibility. It's, in, you know, you're going to go in and negotiate a price and they're going to say, if you were a brand new place and just brand new, fresh to the game, you're not going to get the best price. And you're going to say, listen, my website's driving a million people a month. Like you, like you absolutely need, you need to be on my website. Like this is probably to, to help your business. This is less about help me, more about help you. Cause I have all these people that are coming in, getting information about coffee. How would you like to be there? Give me the best price and we can make it happen or an affiliate or whatever you want there. So I love that you kind of reverse engineer things and, and make the show that the need is there. And then you can, then you go and negotiate the other side of it. So yeah. I love that. I, I think that's awesome, man. I love the way your brain works like that. I think that's once again, very different. Thanks, Brett. It's been great discussing how to acquire domains that are already doing well in terms of traffic and rankings and turning them into something big. I'm sure listeners would now consider doing things this way and buying domains or businesses to scale them. If you're enjoying my conversation with Brett, stay tuned. He'll join us for another episode to talk about downturn economies.